Welcome, Kia Ora, to the first episode of this season. So last week I I released the introduction and today I'm really excited to welcome my first guest, Doris Tan, uh, a really good friend of mine from New Zealand. So please bear with us for, for the first couple of minutes as we figure out the uh, the audio settings from one side of the world to the opposite, uh, but I hope you enjoy. Can you hear me? I can't hear you on Anchor. Hmm, let's see. I can't hear you on Anchor. Let's see if I can hear you on Zoom. I can hear you on Zoom, but not on Anchor. Well, I can hear you on Anchor, so as long as um, yeah, going at the same time, we're good. <laughs> Good morning. Just to let everyone know, it's taken us what Doris about twenty two minutes to uh, to, <laughs> to get this link to work. <laughs> yes, but but we made it. So hey everyone, um, thanks for being here again. Hopefully today will be a lot less awkward than the first time round because I actually have a clue about what I'm doing, a little a mini clue. Um, I've got some good advice from some friends over the past week or two. So it is with great pleasure that I want to introduce today's guest. So Doris, you have the honor of being guest 001. <laughs> um, so without ado, I'm going to introduce Doris and then I'll hand it straight over to you. So Doris's full name is Doris Chang. I'm probably going to pronounce that wrong, but hey, you can correct me later. Um, Doris is 25. She's from New Zealand, so she was originally born in Wellington, but she was raised internationally. <laughs> so, so she grew up in Copenhagen, Paris, Osaka, Hong Kong and Singapore. Um, she moved back to New Zealand uh, whilst she was still a child and Currently, she lives in Auckland, um, which is where we met, but we'll get around to that. So Doris studied in Auckland Uni, uh, otherwise known as the University of Auckland, to, to those further afield. And she studied a double major in politics and computer science. Round of applause for that one. <laughs> and uh, um years ago and has since been freelance decided that the corporate world was not for her um, she was always big into to innovation and entrepreneurship and since then she's been freelancing so I, I feel like I'll probably miss out on loads but she's been heavily involved with TEDx Auckland with lots of different events of a similar kind uh, the future of work she she's a boss she is a boss lady which i'm sure you will find out now over time uh, she's tried to develop lots of cool and interesting things um which hopefully we'll get to talk about and currently she is working on a marketing for good type company that she has set up with her co-founder um which is is soon hopefully going to be renamed so we can get into that later. So Doris, without further ado, why don't you say hello? Kia ora, everyone. Kia ora. 
to all the audience who is listening to this. And I just wanted to have a shout out to Jessica, my lovely friend, for having me here. Um, and yeah, Jess, how are you feeling today? I couldn't be better, Doris. It's it's a Monday and I'm spending my morning talking to you. <laughs> What's not to love? <laughs> what? So I think it's best probably to start off with a little bit of context. And and the reason I don't know Doris is that I spent a year of my science degree studying abroad in New Zealand. And I had the pleasure of meeting Doris uh, pretty early on. Danielle, I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> um, yes, my lovely younger sister. My, my office is right beside my sister's bedroom. And it's safe to say that she does not do mornings. Um, <laughs> in case we get interrupted but um but yeah so Doris I think well no you you give it to me what was your favorite what was your favorite outing or thing we did when I was in New Zealand oh um so it was before you left New Zealand mm-hmm. and um I Either me or someone else, we started a group and um, we decided to go watch Incredible 2 together. I think I think that's my favourite animated movie, just The Incredibles in general. Um, we, we had to wait so long for that and it did not disappoint. And the food afterwards, I think we, we got some Asian food afterwards um, in Auckland, which, which was really great. God, we should watch that again soon. <laughs> so, um... Oh my so god, I can't was, wait. Yes. That was at the end of my time in New Zealand, but we probably met in January when I joined Velocity. Mm-hmm. We met, I think my first impression of you was at the camp through Velocity. Yeah. So so to give yeah. people a bit of context, do you want to explain what Velocity is? Cool. So um, Velocity is an innovation and entrepreneurial program. Um, that it turns students' ideas into world-class business by doing by encouraging students doing challenges like innovation challenge and hundred k challenge. Doris, that was so perfect that Gemma and Matt would be really really proud. <laughs> so, um, so <laughs> our, our mutual friend Matt Canham um was the ceo of velocity whilst i was there so velocity is is a student-led program it's it's sponsored and funded primarily by the university but it has a student team of it's usually around 40 40 to 50 um uh, which Mm -hmm. is made up of, of a whole bunch of different teams so at the time i joined um doris was the marketing lead so she had a team you had a big team um so, yeah, so I had a team of eight people. Yeah, so so that was Doris and I joined the team as a cross-functional member. So I basically kind of, <laughs> what's new? I'm a generalist. I jump in on all the projects I'm interested in. So so that was really great. And shout out to Matt for, for letting me join the team, even though I only had one semester left. Um, that was really great. So basically the the academic calendar in New Zealand runs from February to November um, because of the seasons and every year once the team has been 
chosen, selected uh, by the outgoing CEO, the incoming CEO, and uh, one of the members of the university team. Um, the whole team gets brought together for kind of a team building camp and workshop. So that was really fun. That was in February, mid-February. Um, where did we go? It was about an hour south of Auckland. I can't remember. Somewhere, can't remember, yeah, but somewhere, somewhere fun and nice. I think we were really close to like a farm because I remember yeah. the next day when I woke up, we went for a walk <laughs> and um, there was a bunch of like cute cows. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Um, yes, so, so Doris is vegan and we had a huge barbecue the night before um but she was she was very good in convincing people why we should eat less meat and the beautiful cows are only one mm -hmm. of the reasons um no so that was <laughs> that was a really fun night and that was my first impression of doris where she made an absolute fool of herself at the campfire <laughs> but um but we'll save that story for <laughs> so so doris Let's uh let's throw it back. So you were born in New Zealand, right? Mm -hmm. And then how old were you when you moved abroad and how old were you when you came back? Um so I was I was around uh 3 to 6 months when my adopted auntie um when I was when I started traveling with my adopted auntie um, around mostly, I think Europe and then Japan. That time, okay. um, mm -hmm. growing up in Paris, Copenhagen, that was mostly before primary school. So obviously, I don't have a lot of memories mm -hmm. of them. Um, all I remember was it was just always really, really cold during winter time, mm -hmm. um, and and then I think I remember. Osaka being really really pretty actually and people's are very nice very loud um the food there oh Japanese food just amazing mm -hmm. um and then I uh I think I spent three to four years no three years in Hong Kong um for primary school so before that I was always in boarding school and then after that I uh, my auntie decided to move back to Singapore so I moved back with her and I came back to New Zealand just before high school and yeah here I am in Auckland. Awesome that's so that's so exciting so I think it's pretty cool I think that I think that international kids kids who got to travel to lots of very different cultures as a young age at a young age um I think some people think that it's kind of sad that they move around loads or whatever, but I think the opposite. I think that you end up being really privileged because you have a really interesting and unique view of the world. So, so that's awesome. We'll have to go to Japan together soon. I know. Um, yes, we have to. I know our mutual friend Adrian Hoffman is dying to go to Japan. So, as soon as we can travel again, we can start making all these plans. Mm -hmm. Um. But that's so interesting. So given, I guess, do you have any, did you have a favorite place? It's really hard to have a favorite, I know. But but was is there somewhere that you would love to return to um, that you previously lived? 
Um, although I didn't have a lot of memories of Copenhagen, but um, but I really, really enjoy living in that household with um, with a family and um, just you know simple food in the winter. All I need was just a hot soup and a bread, and um, and a bunch of great company. And I just really like the vibe there. Um, in, in comparison to Paris, I think I do remember the color of the snow. There is a difference. Um, the snow in Paris is always gray, and the snow in Copenhagen is legit snow white, pure snow white. Um, so if I would have to say, I would say, I will, can I pick two? Um, one is Copenhagen. And the other one, it will be definitely be Singapore. Mm. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm more than happy to join you in either or both. <laughs> now that now that you're working in a digital capacity, it means you can work anywhere in the world, um, which yeah. is very exciting. So, so basically, could, would you be able to explain in a nutshell what you're up to at the moment? How do you make a living? How do you afford your rent? Um, so I quit my full-time job, um, I think at the end of 2017, um, and I decided to start doing freelancing work um, that time because I, I have so many things that I want to do. I have my long bucket list, and at the same time, I'm also very passionate about a lot of things I'm passionate about climate actions, um, sustainable, sustainability, um, anything um, that's sustainable development goals. If you guys wanted to find out more, go SDG and um, look out more on the UN page. Um, and then, yeah, I decided to do freelancing because I was really good at doing social media digital marketing and um, was really lucky because the people that I know um, when I was organizing events and stuff, and I kind of built a really good network around it and didn't really have to build my own portfolio or um, rewrite my CV. Everyone yeah. kind of just shoulder tapping each other and just help each other out. And yeah, since then I've just been doing freelancing work um, and yeah, haven't really thought too much about, you know, wanting to go back to a full-time job. But I'm still learning. I'm learning a, a two new different coding language. So one is called C and the other one is called C++, um, which is more manual than Python. And, yeah, hopefully we'll get into that soon and and maybe pick up more projects. For sure, for sure. And that's... That's really cool. And I really like the way that you describe your story. I think there's a couple of interesting things to note there. I think, first of all, I mean, especially when you leave uni, like nobody has a clue what's going on. And most of us end up in a full time job just because that's like not what we've been told to do, but that's all we know. Right. Um, that's that's kind of the way it goes. But I think I think two mm -hmm. things you mentioned are important there. One. Yes, you're freelancing, but I bet you're working way longer longer hours than you've ever worked before. For example, I know you've just spent this entire weekend working your ass off. Um, but it's different because you love it. Like they do say that 
when work is play, it doesn't feel like work. And I definitely feel that way myself at the moment as well. And I think the second thing is, is exactly what you said. Like you were very proactive whilst you were in uni. You always worked. You always did an extracurricular that interested you, such as velocity. And I think people think, oh, God, I've no experience or I never did an internship. Like, fuck, what am I going to do next? But people forget that one, everyone wants to help. Um, like really the people that love you really want to see you succeed. And I think secondly, that your reputation goes before you, for example, like all the work you did with TEDx Auckland, like you then became known as someone who was really good at events and really good at getting things done. So then of course, when the next event rolls around and someone's like, Oh God, I really need to know how to like manage a speaker room. They're like, Oh yeah, call Doris. She's really good at that. You know, and, and I think that just because you're young or don't have any like hardcore experience with like a Fortune 500 company, that doesn't mean that you're not the most skilled person in the room at something specific. Mm. It's cool. Proud of you. Very, very proud of you. Oh, thank you. And, and I'm really excited to see what you're going to do next. Um, I, I think... Are we calling it Project M? Are we allowed to call it Project M? Um, not yet. So um, obviously after uni, I always thought I'll be, well, before, actually before I jump into uni, I was thinking, cool, I'm going to do uni. I'm going to have a full-time job for two to five years. And after that, hopefully we'll be able to pay off my student loan and then I'll be able to travel around the world. But like like we said it totally turns out to you know something unexpected than what we have pictured um so quit my full-time job while freelancing and um obviously i was still helping out at tedx auckland and at the end of um end of last year when tedx auckland had their final event of the year in 2019 i met this amazing awesome kick-ass woman called Nikki Goodson and um, she recognized me from one of the events that I was um, I spoke at uh, at AUT back in 2018 and um, and I think from then we just connected really well and we went out for coffee and that one coffee hangout changed pretty much changed my life um so we both came together <laughs> with an idea that we wanted to create a community for freelancers just because both Nikki and I were freelancers ourselves and we know how uh, we know how lonely or helpless it can be when you're just working by your aunt and doing lots of projects and you have no one who's in a similar area like you do um, yeah, sometimes sometimes it can be quite stressful, and that's why I normally love to work in a coaching space with um, people around me. Um, so we came up with this idea called Marketing for Good, Aotearoa. Um, we're here to create a community of marketing, digital, and design professionals slash freelancers to help grow the regenerative initiatives for the good of our world. Um, and at the moment, we are thinking of rebranding 
um, thinking of a different name. Hopefully, um, something simple, something shorter, um, something more memorable for people to remember. But yeah, it's going to be another new venture for us. Um, and, I, and I can't wait. That's so exciting. I'm really excited. And I think um, definitely if people are interested, they should check you out. Like you're, you're live on, on Facebook and LinkedIn and, uh, and they can kind of follow your story or get involved in some of the events, um, which, which I can testify are really, really interesting. Um, it, I think, I think the biggest, the biggest thing or, or the biggest impact thing is, is anyone can learn how to do marketing. You know, there's so many courses and that sort of thing online these days, but it's all about creating that community of people who can help and support each mm. other. So, so that's awesome. Um, best of luck to to yourself and Nikki going forward. Um, and you're both just so Thank lovely. You. It's impossible. It's impossible not to want to work with you. So I guess, I guess, given that you've such an interesting background, you know, you've had a very unusual childhood. You did a very unusual combination in in uni. You know, people combine computer science and business all the time, but computer science and politics. Um, that's that's fascinating to me and and then all of the all of the different work you've done in the event space like that's given you a lot of exposure to really high level or very interesting people or highly qualified people and I guess my question to you is is what would you consider what would you consider the most important lesson that you've learned in the last couple of years or or do you have kind of a mantra that you live by um for example, you know, a lot of my friends now around the age where they're leaving uni or they're leaving their masters, they're about to start their first job, they're or they're leaving school and they're about to decide what to study, you know, and, and no one really knows what's going on. And especially now, like, are we about to enter another recession? Like, we just don't know. And there, there's kind of a lot of books and a lot of psychologists that are speaking about the quarter life crisis these days. Um because obviously we're a generation, we've grown up with everything. Um, and yes, we come from a place of, of privilege and opportunity, but we're also the people who kind of grasped mm. those those opportunities. And I guess from doing that work, um, both internally and externally, what is there something that you live by or is there something that that you would like to share? Um, yes, 100%. Um, thanks for asking this really good question, Jess. Um, so, obviously, over the past 25 years, <laughs> um, I have learned something very, 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 very extremely important is always make sure put yourself in priority because um, I love helping people um, I love giving um, not really giving to get but just giving to um, you know to make people happy to bring the peace and love um, fulfillment to the world um, and I remember when I was still at uni I was involved with I think I would say around six to seven different organizations um, and I was constantly just volunteering, doing things, um, and I never stop. And it lead me to burnt out. 
Um, and I think a lot of people who are listening to this podcast right now will have the same feeling that, you know, we're just sometimes passionate about something or just trying to figure it out. And, you know, we just do too much because we are constantly comparing ourselves with other people at the same time when we're always afraid that um, we have not done enough. But no, just, you know, just always remember to yourself in front you know always you you always gotta make sure that you know before you give you have to fill yourself up so you are full water bottle otherwise you can't really give people anything when you're empty you know you're empty water bottle um and the second thing is definitely related to this is um balancing um i'm i'm a people person but when it comes to, let's say, um, you know, over the past, before lockdown, I was um, just drawn into working on marketing for good and my other freelance projects. And um, I forgot, like completely forgot to, um, you know, spend time and catch up with my friends and um, only realize that um, when lockdown started so always make sure that you have a good balance in your life you know you've got to spend um, x amount of time with your friends x amount of time with yourself and x amount of time with your work and passion and things that you love to do um, try not to favorite in any one of them um, and I love that I really love that. Thing. I, I particularly... mm -hmm. Sorry. Please, no, Sorry. please go ahead. <laughs> um, yes, the last things I will say, go with your gut feelings. Go with what your gut feelings telling you. Um, I know it's always so confusing. I remember um, first year uni trying to figure out what I want to do and always afraid of, you know, like if I, let's say, if I do law, maths, and you know how people look at me how people judge me no actually no who gives a shit who gives a fuck about how other people think you matter you matter to yourself and just go with how you feel oh doris i think this entire podcast episode was just was worth it for just those three pieces of advice alone um i love the water bottle analogy I think it rings so true. How can you how can you fill up a glass if there's no water in the bottle in the first place? That mm -hmm. is awesome. I think I agree. I think work life balance is is BS. It doesn't exist. But I like the three categories that you've put in place there. Friends, yourself, your work and passions. Figure out what works for you. Everyone has a preference. For mm. some people are workaholics and that's what makes them happy. Some people love their family and their friends and hanging out with them. And that's what makes them happy. They should put more time into that. Some people need alone time to, to create and to feel, to, to bring their best self into the world. So so I, I really, 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 really rate, uh, rate all of that. So thank you for sharing. Um, so I guess, I guess we've talked a lot about the past and the present, but... Um, what about this whole uncertain future? I mean, the reality is we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Um, apparently, the WHO is going to ease some of its restrictions and, and move us down a category in the next week or two, which is 
exciting because then the governments can follow suit with their policies. But um, six months might be a bit of a short timeline now, but, but is there something in particular that you're looking forward to? Um, yes, I, well, before COVID, I was planning to visit Greece in August. Um, so I am still looking forward to some of my exciting international travel plans, mostly around Europe. Um, so hopefully, you know, fingers crossed that the borders for international travels will be all reopened soon. So I can fly all the way over to Dublin to see my lovely friend, Jessica Larry. I'm so excited. I'm making faces at Doris on the screen here. <laughs> I haven't seen you since 2018. In person, obviously. We see each other every week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. That is very cool. I, I, I'm hoping. Some, some restrictions are easing in Europe, but obviously we have to, to make sure that the decisions and the travel decisions that we make are ethical because yes we're a low risk category but that doesn't mean that we're not carriers so we shall see and hopefully I'll get to see you before autumn um here in exactly. Europe exactly <laughs> which will be awesome okay Doris so thank you for sharing your incredible story with me now I have some questions for you that are definitely a lot more lighthearted a lot more if any of you are Tim Ferriss fans this is kind of along Tim Ferriss's rapid fire questions um the Jessica version though because let's face it I'm not a 40 year old white man so I'm not interested in, <laughs> in the same things so first one is definitely a Tim Ferriss question though what is your favorite breakfast ah hmm. okay my favorite breakfast um Sorry, not sorry for anyone who is listening to this, but I eat a lot because I'm a, I'm a passionate foodie, vegan foodie. Um, my favorite breakfast it will be uh, avocado toast with a bowl smoothie and a very refreshing orange carrot turmeric juice. Doris, if you made that for me right now, I think I'd have to propose. Um, that's so good. What a millennial. Yes, very Such a millennial um, with that avo toast. Okay, next one. What would be your ideal date night? And if this can be a romantic date or a mate date. We don't discriminate around here. Um, my ideal date night. Okay, I actually have been thinking about this. <laughs> for a while um my ideal day night is actually not um you know like a simple dinner I mean don't mind that too but um will love someone who is also you know love reading books like me um mm -hmm. ideal day night will be you know just cozy um you know, in a van that, you know, that has a bed in it. Um, I'm not saying that we have to sleep in, but you just, you know, cuddle in and reading a book together. And after that, you know, have a little discussion of, let's say, the little chapter that we have read and share each other's thought. Um, and, yeah, by the beach will be nice, or the mountain, because I like both ocean and mountains. 
Doris, that's so romantic. Will you ask me on a date, please? <laughs> um, yes. I, I love it. I love it. Okay, you've technically answered this one, even though I know you have a lot more answers to it. What, where is next on your travel wish list? So European summer, Greece, anywhere else? Um, yes, so uh, Greece, Amsterdam, um, before before COVID, I was actually thinking of doing Mongol Rally because a friend of mine did it last year. So Mongol Rally, um, just for the reference for the audience, Mongol Rally is a challenge fundraiser competition kind of thing that you just drive from Amsterdam to Mongolia. And yeah, um, if I can still do that, I would love to in the next six months. And where else? Um, Dublin, London, because I have to visit my lovely friend Jess and Misha. Um, and I would also love to visit Spain. You know, that's my favorite place. So <laughs> sign me up. I'm coming with you. Yes. Um, that's so exciting. I hope I hope that you can put these plans into action sooner rather than later. Yes. Um, that's so cool. So then next next up, more of the personality question. Um, but do you reckon you consider yourself more of an introvert or more of an extrovert? Oh, that's a really good question. I would say a lot of people see Doris. Um, they would definitely say, oh, she's 100% an extrovert. But um, it's funny. In some, I would say in some situation, I am an introvert. Um, but, you know, when I'm around my friend, I'm definitely an extrovert. So I would say I'm in, in, in between, yeah. Definitely. I would definitely agree. I think it's a sliding scale. <laughs> Depends very much on the situation. Okay, so this one, next question is slightly more personal, but I think that it's important. Um, Doris Chang, what are you most proud of in your 25 years thus far? Oh, okay. Um... I am most proud of, I'm not sure if it's too selfish to say this, but I'll say who I am right now. I am very proud of what, how far that I have come and um, things that I've been through um, and now they're just all past and I finally moved on and, um, and now I have, you know, I'm just, I'm surrounded by a lot of amazing Doris, I think I'm after losing your I think I'm after losing your audio. Hmm. That's all right. Keep talking. Let's hope that that it's still recording. <laughs> Doris, will you just unmute? Oh, there we go. So I can hear you. Yeah. Cool. Can you hear me? 
H, we want H to go back. And I actually thought about, I want to be who I am right now. I actually like Back in business. Yes. Sorry, guys. We just lost connection there. Not sure why, but in fairness, you are on the opposite side of the world, so we can't we can't complain too much. So, Doris, you were just explaining how you recently had a conversation with your friend in which you were, she asked you, what age would you like to return to in your life? And you said, I don't want to go anywhere. I'm happy right where I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because um, with the experience, um, things that I've been through, um, where I am right now, I will say I'm probably the happiest, I'm probably living in the happiest moment. Um, one, because maybe because I've learned how to be, you know, just appreciate little things around me. And, um, you know, with all my lovely, awesome friends like you, Jess, and Matt Cannon, Winnie, um, Gemma, Alex Nelson, Teresa, uh, and a lot of other people that's surrounded by me. I just feel... You're just listing off all our future podcast guests. <laughs> yes. Oh, and Matt Billington. <laughs> Happy, happy, birthday. Um, yeah. happy birthday Matt shout out to you happy 21st baby amazing amazing so Doris um, you've you've recommended the sustainability goals the SDGs um, which I definitely recommend everybody read doesn't matter what you do in life um, they're very very important um, then is there one other thing and by thing i mean a podcast a film a book a photographer an article whatever you think is there one thing that you recommend more than anything else to, to your friends um oh i actually okay let me just go through my book list quickly mm-hmm Okay, yes, I do. Um, I'm going to recommend a book. I'm not sure if people over in Europe would have read it, but most people in Australia and New Zealand have read it. It's called Chapter One by Daniel Flynn. Um, it's a really good book. It gives you a lot of good insights and ideas um, of that whole transformations of um, becoming an entrepreneur. Um, Daniel wrote really good in this book, like it was really well written um, with, um, with everything and just great storytelling skills. And um, you just, when I was reading the book, I think I read it five times now. Wow. Um, every time I was reading it. I just feel like I'm in the book and then I'm the person who's writing this down. It's like I'm experiencing it with Daniel. So highly recommend. And is pay 
what you want. So if you go on, um, on the website, thankyou.co, you'll be able to find out more about how this works. Awesome. Awesome. I'm going to have to um, get on these show notes because I think you've given some very interesting recommendations. So bear with me, guys. This might take an extra day or two, but I'll figure out a system whereby I release show notes with the links uh, to these things. And if you are listening to this and you want to be included um, to receive this, I'll probably do it via an email newsletter um, when when I release the episode. So if you want to sign up, the best place is Instagram or Twitter to send me your email address um, and I'll, I'll add you into the mix. So that's very cool. Um, thank you. I really look forward to reading that. I'd never heard of it. I've heard of Daniel Film, but I hadn't heard of the book. So that's very cool. Um, Doris, if money was not an object, what would be your dream job? Oh, <laughs> um, if money is not an object, I would love to be a space woman. A space woman, Doris. I love it. Doris you certainly won't be the first and you certainly won't be the last but doris chang female astronaut boss lady spacewalk 2025 i'm i'm ready for this i'll um yeah. i'll definitely set up a documentary to be to be filmed about you now nah, that's so cool doris yeah. have you heard of uh, colonel chris hadfield pardon sorry have you ever heard of colonel chris hadfield no. Okay, I'll definitely I'll send you my favorite talk of his. He he used to man the the International Space Station for a while. Very very mm -hmm. very interesting man. Um yeah, shout out to Sam McAllister actually. Um because I met Colonel Chris Hadfield at Dublin Tech Summit this time last year. It was last April actually. And afterwards Sam was like, no way, that's my hero. And I was like, no way, he's so cool. Um, but yeah, a huge fan of him. Very, very intelligent, accomplished, interesting man. So I'll send you some some links after this. And I'll include them in the show. You should invite him to your podcast next. You're joking me. Colonel Chris Hatfield, will you come join my Breathe Noack podcast? Um, hey, maybe someday. Guys, share this podcast. Make it go... <laughs> Makeup go into <laughs> and I can have Chris. Oh, that would be the dream, the actual dream. Someday, someday. Let's not uh let's not put ourselves down. Um that's so cool. So so moving on, if if you had to throw work out of the window completely, if you had the possibility of going off the grid indefinitely, so for a year, three three years, five years, twenty years, forever, who knows? What are the three things that you would bring with you? Oh, and I'm gonna I'm mm. gonna add a caveat to this question. You can bring three things and one person. Oh, okay. Oh, this one is very hard. Mm hmm. What would you bring? Oh, damn. Okay. Hang on, I need to think this through. I have lots of ideas, but narrowing it down to three is pretty hard. Okay, I've got it. Yeah. I'd bring a Leica, Leica, a, a point and shoot film camera. And hopefully lots of film gets to be included in that. But if not, I'd just bring one roll of film and I'd have 36 shots for the rest of my life. Um, 
I would bring a Swiss Army penknife because that's just about Ooh. everything you would possibly need ever. And mm. then I would bring a an extra large unlined notebook. So Ooh. so I could write, I could draw, I could pe- paint with berries, I don't know. <laughs> um, and then the person... It's a secret. <laughs> <laughs> I know who that person is. Well, there you go. I'll um, leave it. I'll leave it up to the <laughs> listener's imagination. <laughs> um, okay. Ooh, that's really hard. I would probably bring. I would love to bring a Super 8 film camera. Love. And hopefully. That is also included all the films. Um, and, oh, two other things. There's too many things that I want to bring. Um, probably, I think, probably a... I think you need a bubble tea machine. Pardon? I think you need a bubble tea machine. <laughs> um, I'll... I feel like I'll bring my blender with me just um just because I yeah. kind of bring my blender with me everywhere <laughs> anyway. Um I can't really live without my healthy, you know, cleanser juice. <laughs> and and the chocolate milkshakes. Let's not let's not lie here. Yeah. Um and maybe I'll just leave two things. And then I'll bring a person. What about a book? Ooh. Surely you'd bring one book. Oh, if, it's, if I can only pick one book. Okay, I'll bring Becoming by Michelle Obama. Oh, yes. Um, and a person. that I haven't met that person yet, but um, listener, are you? if you're listening... <laughs> Um, you know, you can slide into Jess's DM if you are interested. <laughs> this is so good. Doris is single, and if I, it's it's a shame that I'm more interested in men because otherwise, I think that we would make a great couple. <laughs> we will. Um, I love it. I love it so much. Okay, Doris, what is your pet peeve? What's the one thing that you cannot stand in this world? There's a lot of things that I cannot stand, but um, I will say racism. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Mm. And I feel like it just applies to everything. And what is the one thing that you could not live without? Oh, one thing I could not live without, books. Love it. Love it. And penultimate question, Doris, how do you pick yourself up when you're down? Oh, okay. Um, a lot of different ways. Um, I'm going to summarize it in three ways. So I have this um, journals that I do and I write a lot. So I am showing Jess on the screen right now. Um, so journaling down is one of the ways that, um, you know, just pretty much in a dialogue talking to myself and just kind of, you know, 
let myself feel comfortable and feel easy. Um, second thing is I do a lot of meditation and they often help. Um, and the last thing is, you know, just spending time talking to friends. Even sometimes I don't really need to tell them what happened. Just seeing them, like see their face, it will just make my day. That's so nice. Love it, love it, love it, love it. And final question, which I confess I have also stolen or borrowed from Tim Ferriss, but it's my it's my all time fave. I ask everyone I meet. Um, so Tim asks all of his guests at the end of his interviews that if they could have an enormous billboard anywhere in the world, so Times Square, the middle of the desert, I don't know, Highway 66, the top of the Eiffel Tower, wherever, wherever you may think, if you could write one message on that billboard, what would you say? Oh, okay. Mm, let's see. Doris, what message do you want to leave with the world or with the listeners? As now or never. That's so good. <laughs> I, I definitely rate that because that's something I've been getting a lot recently. Obviously, I, I'm, I'm working on a lot of projects and they're all quite public. So a lot of people are like, Jess, you're, you're trying to balance 500 plates, you know, something's going to give and hopefully it's not you because I have had my demons with mental health in the past. Um, but, and they're like, what's the rush? What's the hurry? And I'm like, I need it. I want it now. <laughs> but um, oh, that's so cool. So cool. Love it. Well, on that note, Doris is just giving me the eyebrows. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. Doris, do you have any requests of the audience as we wrap up? Is there anything you want them to check out? Is there is there any way that they can contact you on social media if they want to ask you a question? Um, yes, 100%. Um, like, similar to Jess, um, I'm really active on... Um, Twitter and Instagram. I will personally say um, I'll give my Instagram handle to Jess, um, and you guys can just feel free send me your message request, and I will try my best to answer every single one of them um, when I have the time. Yeah, um, I think that's important as well. I think especially young people, we tend to be quite demanding of other people's time. Um, people will get back to you. <laughs> If they if they can. So yeah, so Doris's handle is D-O-R-I-S-L-O-R-A. Doris Laura. And I will put that in the show notes as well. In the bio. So yeah. Oh Doris, I'm so grateful. Thank you for taking the time out on your Monday evening to, to chat with me. Thank you for having me, Jess. And um, my final shout out, the last but not the least, I wanted to shout out to my lovely friend, Jessica O'Leary, for creating this awesome podcast and for having me here. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's audio only because I am blushing like a tomato right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, nah, that's so cool, Doris. There's no one else that I would have loved to have first on the podcast. So, um, so that's really cool. And I think we definitely have a really exciting lineup. Um, we're really fortunate that we've got some awesome friends. Um, and I look forward to, I think in the coming few weeks, we'll hopefully be speaking with Siska Devro, um, a boss female engineer who's from my hometown here in Ireland. Um, Matt Billington, who I'll save the bio for, for when we speak, because there's a lot to go through there. Uh, Adrian Hoffman, my best friend. Uh, Jamie McDonald. Hopefully Winnie. Uh, Winona Gallagher-Decker. I'm not sure I've asked her yet. Uh, Gemma Bell, the current CEO of Velocity. Matt Canham, if he can spare me five minutes from his from his lovely work with with uh, Atlassian. So yeah, this this has been so much fun. Um, asking questions is definitely my favorite thing to do. But <laughs> I just got a very funny message. Um, but yeah, I'm look forward to what's to come. If I can make one ask of the audience. I would love your feedback. Um, so send me your email address, send me your criticism, send me your praise, send me any guests that you might like to, to hear on. And, and thanks, Doris. And um, I'm not going to um, tell anyone yet, but we should definitely have Jessica O'Leary as one of the guests as well. So let's hope this goes international. <laughs> That's a great note to finish on. All right, Doris, have a lovely Monday evening. And to the audience, look forward to speaking with you again soon. Over and out. That concludes our broadcast day. Click.